Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to the fifth episode of The Escándalo. Joining me today, community activist, overall badass, and friend, we have Danielle Garrido. Danielle, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. For sure. So before we even get into your organization, the things that you do now in Miami, I kind of just want to lay a little bit of groundwork as to how we even got here because we met campaigning. Right. We actually met way back in probably 2018. Like the beginning. Yeah, I definitely I, I was working for Ben Mamos, which I loved. It was an amazing experience. Definitely best job opportunity I could have had fresh out of high school. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So. So, yeah, we met doing that. And honestly, it was a great. Um, it was a way it was kind of the first time I was really like hands on in my community. that I got to like, you know, walk the streets, right. talk to people, see what was you going know, down. And I love being a debateful person, being vocal, but it, it, there is a difference when you get into the nitty gritty. So I love that you've kind of like specialized, mm -hmm. right? Because if you think about it, campaigning is just, it's like direct marketing, right? Hey, hi, hi, hi. Yeah, good cause, cause, cause. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. But now you've developed um, in, in this space. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do and, and how you got to, uh, you know, like what made you want to get into into fighting against homelessness and helping those in need? Well, so first of all, the way we started our whole community care organization was my friend Laura and co-founder. She has a strong background in public administration and uh, she knows like we're all kind of the same. We, we all have an interest in being more hands on in our community and kind of like spreading awareness within our circles. Right. You know, so she figured, hey, well, we have the tools amongst us. We have the Internet at our fingertips like I work with sourcing products. We have another co-founder who is a graphic designer. So she does great with all our graphic design. We have another girl who has a lot of experience in distributions and has worked with other organizations in the past. So she just messaged us all in a group chat and like all together with our little our little qualities combined. You just came together. You like Justice League did. Yeah, yeah. we Justice League did. And we said, dude, this is like the, the least we can do for our community. If we, we say we so, care so, so much, we want to see what's going on out there. What 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 is it exactly that Community Care South Florida does? So we started, well, our first distribution was back in, I believe, November. We started by just like basically ordering a bunch of bulk hygiene products on Amazon. So like nail clippers, uh, ponchos, water bottles, toothbrushes, toothbrushes. And you got and you and you got these funds through donations, through your own personal. Like, how did you connect the dots? So, yeah, we, we basically just like I said, we have someone who's great with graphic design. And, you know, everything pops off on Instagram these days. We just posted our little post on Instagram. We created a, a specific, um, like, we do only accept donations through Cash App and Venmo because we want all of our monetary donations to be all in one place. They and never, track, be led, you know, right, be, They never be hit our personal accounts. We want to be mm -hmm. really, like, transparent with that. So we got those donations from, you know, our family, our friends, people on Instagram who just mm -hmm. like the cause. And then we went ahead and ordered any everything, and we went out with. Um, we actually connected with another organization, Ash, which is a small hand. Ash saying like A S H. Yeah, A S H. They, okay. And she's she's almost pretty much a one man show, and she is incredible. Like she helped us with location. Ash is a person and an organization person, entity. She's an just like all the hot. Yeah, she's just you know all all the all the heat right now. So. She helped us out with our locations. She told us like where to go because you know where where do you go to find the homeless people in Miami? They do a lot of work, so they have like locations pinpointed. So collaboration is really important when when you when you start going into these communities. Now, 
the the was it downtown? Like where where have you seen the highest concentration of homelessness in Miami Dade? Well, honestly, there's there's people all over the place. There's a lot of people in South Dade. There's a lot of people downtown, Brickell, right by the wharf. I know everyone goes mm-hmm. to the wharf and sees. What's you know, going you know, it's crazy. There. I I go to the wharf a lot, and real and real talk, like it is, like tragic how you have so much like bustling, like metropolitan, great Gatsby like vibes, right? That is supposed to be conducive of a happy, healthy society, mm-hmm. but yet literally, like, bro, like, Down the block, bro, like you, you can't get away from it. No, you can't. And it's right there. And 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 it was, it was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, we all just get in our cars and and ride right out. Right. I mean, I've definitely been there on either side of the of the doors. You know what I yeah. mean? I've been there at nighttime watching the wharf pop off, but just, you know, hanging out with our houseless mm. friends, giving them what they need, having conversations. I've also been, you know, walking out of the wharf and seeing what's going on out there too. So, you know, you said houseless is, is, is there a type of like jargon change? Is it preferable to say one or the other? Maybe I'm, I'm not so educated on the term. So, so I just noticed that like, mm. is that the preferable way to, yeah, I think it's just the more, uh, because you, you think homeless say, is like demeaning, like saying the like saying it like I don't think it's demeaning to say homeless, but it's just there's a difference between a house and a home to to a lot of Damn, people. yo, 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 you back know what back I mean? Back 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 back. To a lot there's of people. a difference between a house and a home. Facts, like yo, those are bars. hundred <laughs> percent. It's the truth. There's like you know, you can they're they have homes, you know, they have their tents, they have their friends, their family, their dogs, their kids, jobs, you know, like these are people with regular lives and just not maybe not so regular, but not regular houses. You know, they don't have those physical walls that we have around us. So houses is just probably a little more politically correct way of saying, you know? Right. So apart from the, the, the food drives and just the distributions, I saw that you were doing this on on your thing with the socks, the dollar for socks. Is it really that cheap just to get a pair of socks? Actually? Yes. When you're buying in bulk, hundred percent, you can probably get socks for, for a dollar a pair. Also, we, we figured, you know, I think people feel a little bit, like embarrassed or something to donate one or two or three dollars but, but that's like what, that, how it accumulates that that's how it accumulates and it means so much that if you have one or two or three dollars to spare you're sending them to us to help out like i think we we got more donations and more different kinds of people donating when we put that out there and people found out hey one dollar actually gives a human a pair of socks that they don't have do you, do you think okay so so let me let, let me try and preface this one this one question so when i see how like philanthropic or how people can help i i never really account for like the action right like you always see like yo donate here and this money is gonna be used for xyz and what i found with you is that your yours is like you give me money on my amazon deliver and it drops like like it's a to b yeah but i do like i do think consumers and just people in general have a a distrust mm-hmm. when it comes to where my money goes 100%. so what 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 would you say to those people that are like oh i don't like donating online like or i don't i don't like i want to help but yeah. i don't i don't mess with that type of no, stuff no and we get a lot of that which is super fair. you probably get dms like yo is this legit yeah 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 like where <laughs> so what are you spending my money on you know yeah. which which is why we try to be really um transparent we have those accounts where like the money we use our cash app card and that's it the money stays there also we try to be we really try to post you know what we're buying when we're buying in bulk Mm -hmm. when we're going out and and you think buying in bulk is so that's that's a good strategy right because obviously the more units you have the less but is there like a certain number like obviously it could be probably more expensive because there's just so much of it so how much would you say like how much can 500 dollars 
do? $500 can definitely do one full distribution. And I would say, I mean, in each of our distributions, it's like, we don't really just like get all this stuff and then go donate it somewhere. We get it, we pack it into our cars, distribute it. We, we get volunteers. We have an amazing group chat of volunteers. And uh, we all just go drive out to little spots we see in the city and we talk to people, we give them what they need. We kind of let them choose what Based they off need. the stuff that they, right. yeah. But what I would say to people who don't feel comfortable donating money is that we definitely take physical donations as well. Like we'll accept pretty much anything useful because you know there's, there's gonna be a use for it out there. It doesn't have to fit within our- And that's another thing like, when, when people talk about participating in philanthropy, it's almost like there's so many different ways that a person can contribute. So apart from giving physical money and doing the, um, there's a CEO of Live Like Bella. She always says her name is Nicole Puente. And one day you're going to be a CEO of a nonprofit. I can already tell. I truly hope so. No, no, fact. <laughs> and she always says that you can give either your time, your talent, or your treasure. Mm -hmm. So apart from the stuff people can give, people can also volunteer. 100%, like actually how I mentioned, we have a whole WhatsApp full of volunteers, like people we know, people we don't know, just people on Instagram are just good people and they say, hey, when I have the time, I wanna know who needs help. So we have actually a bunch of different orgs in there and a whole you know, group of volunteers and people will ask for help pretty consistently. Hey, I need help picking up some groceries to go distribute this weekend or I need help, we need a car with more space. And when people are available, they'll go ahead and be like, yeah, let, let's go. I'm ready. Let's do this. So so that's a great resource to have. That's that's a good way to contribute your time. I just want to hear what 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 have you heard back from the actual um, people that you, you give these these goods to, to. Obviously, you make you make an impact. But so I remember when I did a similar thing, but I was way younger. Um, it was like with a church thing that we would just give stuff out. And the look on their face when you would just, they mm -hmm. felt like, like mm -hmm. their whole day has been made. Yeah, what yeah. Can, can you talk about an experience that you had like that or, or something that stuck out to you while doing this? Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's been so many people I've come in contact with that have definitely gone home and been like, oh, I wish I could have talked to them for another hour or two, you know, at just least. to pick their brains. Yeah. yeah like just to pick their brains. I mean, there's, we've had so many conversations with people who are like just good, regular people, people who are well-educated, more educated than I am. I've gone to all the universities around Europe, people who are super well-traveled, people who have been filmmakers in the past, you know, like really intelligent. People that, that were a part of society. Yeah, really intelligent, intelligent, regular people who have, you know, accomplished things the way we accomplish things and who have responsibilities, jobs, dogs, families, like regular people, you know, there's a lot of just like, I feel like we, uh, we draw this line between ourselves and homeless Right, like, sorry, I'll put, how do I say it? Like the stigma behind it makes you want to just like pretend they're not even there. Right. Like when I'm in my car and, and I'm, again, I'm trying to get vulnerable here and I'm not trying to come off as like a dick, but this is like the reality. Like I have been in my car. There's a guy holding a sign and I try my hardest to not even look at it. Right. Right. I, I try to not even like I try to disassociate the humanity behind what's going on. Right. And that's the and, most common. And, and the reality is, I have every possibility to contribute like a dollar to me or to anybody that, that is, that has a job and that can pay, you know what I mean? Right, like it's a dollar. And, and, but, but then when I kind of try and guilt myself, the, the other side's like, he's just going to spend that money on blah, blah, blah. This or that. Like he doesn't just like, why is he still here? Like yeah. I, like you try to justify the, the almost like, so, so, so 
I really do want to get because we we yeah we have plenty of time. I really do want to get into almost like the 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 symptoms of of ho- houseless. What was the term again? Houseless people. Ha- ha- of of how somebody can go from having a home to not because like you said, there are many really good right. people that just formed part of society, but something happened or in their lives or a circumstance until that you know that got them to this place. Right, a hundred percent. So there's um. Well, actually, something that you mentioned, we uh, we draw the line between ourselves and homeless people, and we we feel like that could never happen to us. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I, I never, literally feel impervious. I like, would this, never this, end yeah. up in this situation because I would never commit a crime, or I would never, you know, do these horrible things that we assume homeless homeless people have to or, have done or, to end up on the streets. Or my parents who provide for me could never die right now right. and leave me with exactly. all of this crippling job, debt or my job could never fire me. I can never have an accident and not be able to pay the medical bills or I can never make a bad investment. You know, like, like so these many things are for like they're we're impervious things. to them. Right. Things that happen to any human being that just, you know, like more of us than not in this country are one freak accident away from being homeless. Total cataclysmic. And super unknowingly. Like how we don't walk around like, oh, if I get fired today, tomorrow's my house is gone. Like we don't think of those things, but like it's true for that's the reality for a lot of regular Americans. Right, like you pay, you spend, you, just again, like like a, like a hypothetical, you pay your mortgage, you're all alone in your house, it burns down, you can't afford to go to a hotel, or right. and there's not particularly a service that's going to put you up or address these ailments because it's assumed this is your property, so this is your problem. Right, exactly. So there's so many situations like that. Like we all also obviously have shelters and resources like that within the city, but like we have it definitely doesn't account more. for the entire uh, houseless population. Exactly. There's just like no, there's just not enough room, no shelters to hold all the people that need to be helped. And do you, and do you think the way how and and you've obviously been to these shelters and you've seen, but do you think the way that it's run is is the most effective? Do you think there's and this is kind of where I want to get also like when we talk about the causes, I've done a little bit of a research in how. A governments in the past have addressed homelessness and how they uh, plan to um, address, you know, and how they have been with, with a couple of antidotes, but we'll, we'll leave that for a little bit later. Well, I would say, I mean, it's tough. There's, there's a lot to be done on a way grander scale than what we do, you know? So I don't know. It, it's tough to say what people could do. I mean, I do think that shelters do a great thing. They're super effective. They, are the things that are more effective i mean at the end of the day there's like it's it is a sort of like pyramid when you're dealing with a shelter like there is someone on top who is getting paid there's people in between who are getting paid Mm -hmm. so not these places don't help so much and do so much work but there's kind of a difference between being being just a smaller group of people just on the streets like no one we don't have a payroll you know no getting paid for doing what we do so there's less risk of like like someone maybe doing for the wrong reasons or someone may be dipping their hand in the pot and taking whatever, out, you know, there's a lot less of that happening when you're kind of just dealing with local organizations. But, but also on the other side, having all of that infrastructure to exactly. be able to you have a way serve. greater reach. So, 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 and that just brings me back to like the collaboration when you work with other organizations, like, and with Ash, like, what would you say is like the next step for your org in terms of the inviting the fight? Right. Like? So we actually, Ash is actually like a big, well, they've, they've really been like our main inspiration and who really helped us get off the ground and told us like how to do what we do. And we collaborate with them a lot. 
So I know they and we have ideas of moving forward and like kind of creating a bigger network of orgs, you know, all the orgs getting together and maybe having a, a mutual storage space where we all put things in put and we all in. take things out or maybe co like collaborating on a schedule and a map so that when we're all hitting locations, we are doing it evenly and like you know we're not and missing someone how for frequently weeks. do you guys go out is it like a monthly thing is it we try to do monthly community care but ash does pretty much every friday and then there friday, are then. other great orgs like hot plates for the houseless uh community fridge village fridge that all have their own little methods of mm -hmm. you know contributing to the community in terms of vol volunteering um this group chat how, how, how does one go about it we just dm you and you and so you let 100%, us in like what's up you can, like you dm uh community care you dm ash you dm me anyone who you see is involved with this you reach out to us we're going to be more than happy to to throw you in the group chat oh, and yeah. welcome you so i want to i want to kind of get into the symptomologies of houselessness how people fall in these in these situations and then what you've seen um throughout like if you could interject anecdotes to kind of bolster this mm -hmm. and then we'll kind of try and prescribe uh legislation for the commissioners and the mayors and the people of the city of miami right because there's one idea that i think could work but it requires i guess understanding um what it is that we're trying to achieve right so there's a lot of problems that come with being being houseless right like people uh, apart from like the mental and the physical, um, it actually like the bigger picture and, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to, so some of these things might kind of sound like cold and heartless, mm -hmm. but I'm kind of seeing it from a like political right. like lens, right? All, because all when you look at houselessness and if you look at places like Los Angeles and if you look at places where this is being experienced like in the masses, mm -hmm. it lowers property value mm -hmm. and it increases crime rate. Right. So houselessness just doesn't come with just the spatial part of it, right. but 100%. all this other activity. So I think that activity is not only the cause, but it's also what keeps them in this perpetual thing. Because if you look at drug use in, in these communities, it's it's rampant. Right, rampant. That's 100%. You go on the streets, you come with us on a distribution, you know, you're going to see people on drugs. That's obviously a regular thing you're going to see. I will say, like, that was a great point you made. What the government really also has a problem with is the lower property value and the crime going on within the streets. Recently in Miami, I know that their solution to this has been to whip out the dumpster trucks, come down the streets, and just uproot all the tents. And that doesn't happen in Miami. That happens also in, in right. San Diego, right. and especially in the West and in Colorado and places of like course, that. Of course, yeah. So so that's what people are doing. The That's what the... But that's not really a... So, that, that, I it's mean, not, it's that's not a solution. Not a solution. That that's not, not yeah, that's, the, that over the opposite of a solution. So they're coming down. They're ripping everyone's things away. Things we go out and distribute mattresses, blankets, sweaters, you know, their tents, their, their whatever they have. It's all being, you know, ripped away. I think I was reading the plan recently. I don't know how often it is, but relatively often, pretty often. Right. Yeah. And, and I've so, seen it. The street sweepers and also they use they use law enforcement to um to they obviously talk to the to, to the people and they're like yo you gotta go they'll even put evictions and notices right. and they can even be arrested for for just being there exactly so which, which i just don't i don't see that fixing the problem and here's capacity. the thing you're just that, displacing people from one location to the next so let's just let's just say the street sweeper the to pay the technology the thing mm -hmm. the all service the all of it that's, that's what i'm trying to get at like, like so let's just keep adding paid. like let's make a laundry list 
and we're out of all this money, mm -hmm. right? Again, it, let's say hypothetically it's like a hundred thousand dollars. Let's say right. it's, like, it's probably more because they have Actually, a lot of one hundred percent. If you take a look at it, like just one of the people that is involved in this plan, their salary is a hundred thousand dollars. So imagine how that's just one little you know taxpayer dollars. Just for one sure. little Imagine how big the budget and that, is. And that's on one just thing. Wiping out. And then when you add on top of like the law enforcement and right that that goes to so, so to speak policing the homeless and kind of getting them moving and all this stuff is is also more so one one of the things that i've seen is from a commissioner out in austin texas his name is greg he's hispanic but his last name i'm a butcher because i don't really know if it's if it's cesar or if it's like cesar i don't know it's like cesar if or whatever he's hispanic we're gonna go with he's hispanic he's hispanic so greg um and he's and he's definitely more on the progressive side mm -hmm. so the 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 resilience that he's gotten from his republican counterparts has been like yo you're super antifa like mm -hmm. like defund the police no he is calling though for a reformation of a police budget mm -hmm. because he like he says you see a lot of money going to policing things that aren't really like problems right. well, i mean they're, they're, it, it's a problem for they're, somebody perhaps but they're just not problems for the police like right now the police have a huge budget and they're called on to answer a huge realm of problems that go from crime to like maybe you're dealing some with someone who's having a mental breakdown of some sorts and, and they're not are the dangerous. police the best they're fit not, and not... again this isn't a, a bash on cops because we no, love cops all. and we support them but are police officers the best fit to deal right. with a, a houseless situation when you have drugs involved or you have uh xyz things right. obviously if it's like criminal activity then the police must be involved exactly. so 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 i'm trying to understand like there, there's got to be a nexus where the the money that goes to try and address these issues can be a bit more effective right so what greg has proposed is a restructuring of police budgets to open up sort of speak like a com it's like a shelter but it really functions more of a hotel mm -hmm. because the idea is that there's going to be an extended stay component like the person is staying for a prolonged time because there is a a mechanism in place where they get them off drugs while at the hotel right they That's they it, they they form a part of a micro economy of the hotel where it's mm -hmm. almost self-sustaining yeah. where the same members you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And and the taxpayer dollars go to obviously the paying of, of the space, the housing, the building, and the infrastructure. But the labor can be can be sourced mm -hmm. with people like your organization. 100%. You see what I mean? That you can use the community to service that. 100%. So that's what Greg's proposing. And he's seen some advancements in it because he's, he's done it very small at the Austin level. So he's been able to decrease homelessness in Austin by 10% in a year just from the center because the center can house 500 people at a time. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, I'm huge on that community involvement is like, you know, so vital to to fixing these problems. Like you said, like getting someone who people who do what we do in to help out. That's, you know, that's the community being involved. And I think if you have more community involvement, maybe you have more volunteers, more people in a position to deal with situations that aren't criminal activity that maybe the police don't need to go deal with you're going to have a better outcome all around it's it's, it's crazy because you and i just keep thinking about back to what you said about your one crate like you're one something away mm -hmm. from being yeah, in that in that shoe and, and 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 i recall like and also it's i think a part of like your parents like they'll tell you like Yo, don't touch that person right. or no, and don't and it's like embedded in us to just 
see them as not human, right. as not. Back to what you said about, I don't want to give my dollar to you because you're going to go buy a pack of cigarettes. You're going to go buy. Or you're going to go drink it. You're going to go whatever. Well, well, who nowadays doesn't have some type of vice? Who doesn't go home and have a glass of wine or go vape or go get your favorite meal? So you have, we, a, there's a judgmental attitude. Right, we towards. all, we all, there's not very few of us who are you know, exempt from having advice like that. And what makes us more worthy of doing those things than someone who's homeless? Like you don't deserve to relax and smoke your cigarette because you don't have a house. And who am I to take that away from you? You know what? If I'm giving you my dollar. It's not, you know, with, with a contract attached that you have to use it for a McChicken. Yeah. It's, know? it's, uh, it's again, it's just that, that stigma. Right. And, and then it also, when there is people like in that situation and they're trying to like, go above it and and get out of it they're met with resistance like no you can't uh-huh. like and, and it doesn't just come from other people but institutions 100%. right so i'm i'm just curious why do you think people are so um it like unreceptive to to when homeless people um you know, there's a bunch of uh, things personally, but, or, or better yet, let me rephrase it. How can we change that stigma? How can we change that stigma? That's a great question. Because, because apart from education and, and, and donating, like, at the end of the day, people are still going to feel what they feel, mm-hmm. right? So does it fall on the houseless to, so to speak, be more friendly? Or is it us that we're not inviting or we're not receptive to certain conditions? Right. Because I've done this thing where I'll be like, okay, that person seems like, you know, it's different. And then you get into this like judgy, like, like whole thing. But that's not how you address the homelessness right. problem. That is not how you. It's just a, like, I'm just trying to like piece it together. Like while right. we're doing this, like. Right. In regards to the stigma, I would definitely say, I don't think it's on the house list to be like, Hey, I know you're really, really scared of me for reasons that. I don't even have nothing to do with me, but I'm going to go out of my way in the midst of my houselessness to make you feel comfortable. No, I don't. I don't think that's their responsibility. And ultimately, every I don't think I've had one bad experience while going out and distributing or talking to anyone. I everyone I've talked to has been so grateful, so willing to have a conversation. And if they don't feel like having a conversation, they just won't have it. No one's ever been aggressive. No one's ever, you know, made us feel unsafe or uncomfortable. So. But was I nervous to go out the first time? 100%. Because I don't know. I have the same yeah, beliefs like, yeah. and stigmas that everyone else is a part of that, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, is this, are they going to want to talk to us? Are they, like, we're kind of intruding on their space. Is this, you know, we're going uninvited. Do they want this? But ultimately, everyone was amazing and, and kind of getting out there and experiencing that for myself definitely helped me, uh, you know, release some of my prior judgments that I might have had. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to like, I'm really thinking here, like, okay, we have, we, we've talked about all of these different symptoms. So if you treat it like medicine, right, there has to be a diagnosis. But there, there's one saying that I think ultimately applies in these situations. And it's, um, and you've heard the saying before, it's, you can take a horse, you, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't can make you, a drink. So do you, do you feel like, it, like, you can give all these resources, you can give all this energy, mm-hmm. pero si la persona no quiere cambiar, yeah. ellos no cambian. Well, honestly, like, 
we're not under any illusion that we're out here fixing or curing homelessness. Like that yeah. is just like, you know, it's beyond the scale of what we can currently do, you know, while we because again, it's not just circumstantial. There's a lot of mental things. There's right. a lot of situational um, that can be over such a prolonged period of time. Systemic hurdles and like, you know, there's a lot of other stuff like our what we can do, what we can contribute is go make a really uncomfortable situation a little bit more comfortable. You know, that's ultimately what we know that we can provide is physical items that you might not have. We can go have a conversation and hang out with you for a little bit. But um, in terms of, you know, solving homelessness, that's that's not something we can do. What we would hope to do in the future is maybe have more resources in terms of things like, you know, job preparation uh, and stuff like that that is more like, a, a kind of transitioning back into society project, you know, and I'm, I'm sure, sure I'm I'm so sure that there are people right now who are already doing that. Yeah, almost like a like a like kind of like a big brother, big sister, right? Where you get somebody and you kind of just are on the follow up, making sure that they're right, just maintaining a relationship with them. With them, so we're almost done. But what I wanted to 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 say is that I really do appreciate the work that you do because it's one of these things where it's. No, no, like nobody's doing this. Yeah, dude. So the fact that like people actually that you exuberate all this care towards this is is a I commend it, and I know this is only going to grow and, and get bigger and better. So if you want to contribute, if you want to help Danielle, Ashley, any of these wonderful organizations, uh, help and support uh, our houseless community in Miami Dade County and abroad, uh, please follow them on their social medias and reach out. They're always doing donation drives all the time. And you can contribute either physical material or actual donations via Zelle, Cash App. I bet right. if you could take Bitcoin, you would. Yeah, I would absolutely <laughs> love to accept Bitcoin. I'll take, we'll take Bitcoin. I would love to accept Bitcoin. But like I said, what we really wanted to emphasize was that this is like not a huge deal to us. You know what I mean? Like this is like the bare minimum that we feel we could be doing because we have a, a couple friends and a computer, an iPhone, and that's it. You have all the resources that you need to make a little bit of a difference or help out a little bit. So what, what I really want to get across is that it's like a lot easier than people might think. And if anyone's interested in reaching out and getting involved, we will make it as easy as possible. Community Care, South Florida. Daniela, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All righty. Dale. See you guys.